Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the College Football Coast to Coast Show. Here are your hosts, Jacob and Tyler. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to College Football Coast to Coast. It's our last episode of the regular season. Uh, it's been a long season so far. Actually, side note. No, I think it's gone by faster than expected. Um, I feel like we got to week 10 super fast. That was kind of my thing. We got to week 10 and I was like, holy crap. So we're moving. We're moving along pretty good. Uh, but no, here we are the last week of the regular season. Of course, it's rivalry week. That's don't say that five times fast. <laughs> um, you could have a rough, a rough day there. Um, no. Uh, a lot of great games, in-state rivals going on this weekend. Uh, you know, you got the Apple Cup out there out west. Uh, of course, we had the Egg Bowl on Thursday night. Um, the Land Grant Trophy on Saturday night, or on Friday night, sorry. Uh, you got a lot of a lot of great games going on. So uh, we'll hop right into what we think is kind of the, the start of the show and kind of where we pick up from last week and of course that leads us to our ap top 25 risers and fallers um interesting thought here everything pretty much up through 15 is pretty much chalk with both with the college football playoff and the ap top 25 is pretty 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 much the same for the most part so uh not too much difference there so you could look at both polls together in some sense through the top 15 but once you get down past that there's a little bit of a change um tyler i'll let you lead it off per usual here with with your follower of the week man yeah i'm gonna go with tennessee i mean this was a team that i think that if you really ask any tennessee fan this was not the season that they had in mind they said at seven and four and in the, the two games that we really watched was them getting railroaded by Missouri. And then the next week they come back to Neal and thinking that, you know, they got Georgia coming in. Georgia's been pretty much killing everybody the way that they've been going. Uh, but, yeah, not not a great two weeks uh, for Tennessee. They said in 7-4. They have Vanderbilt this week. You're expected to beat them. If not, I mean, man, this is – Gonna like Knoxville might as well just burn down if they lose to Vanderbilt. Uh, but dropping to four spots, number twenty-five. I don't even think that they deserve that number twenty-five ranking uh, in the college football playoff poll. They're number twenty-one. I think that's a little bit too high for my liking. You know, you got Tulane with eleven and one now uh, with their win on, on Friday. They'll be going on to the American. I have stuff to say about that, uh, but. Tennessee being the fallers, not the season that I had expected for them. Uh, definitely uh, fall short of their expectations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I just think that time's up in Knoxville. Um, I, I think uh, you had a good stretch. There was some good players, you know, that you had. But um, I think Josh Heupel needs to go back to the drawing board with some of his coaching staff, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They've struggled to stop. Or just to get going, they've, I mean, they've struggled to get on the field and stay on the field. Uh, is there is their biggest problem? Turnovers have been a problem for them so far this season as well. For most of the year, um, defense hasn't played terrible, but I mean, you got to score the ball in order to to stay in football games. 
at least in the SEC. So, uh, yeah, I can see them at 25 there. Yeah, I agree with you. I just don't think that they're a team that really needs to be in the top 25 at 7-4. and four. Uh, They're currently the only four-loss team that is in the top 25. Um, I think there are three-loss teams outside of there that are a lot better than they are, uh, notably you know, Utah, uh, NC State, same way with those two teams. I think those are two teams that are – better off than Tennessee at this point in the year. Uh, for me, for my faller, I'm going to hop over. Um, I'm going to hop over to the Sunbelt Conference. I, I'm disappointed in James Madison. Um, JMU, you know, undefeated going into last week. I, I'm disappointed with how they played, especially at home against App State. App State is the the wrecker of all wrecker. Um, as I, I, I can't remember who said it tonight, but it might have been Gary Danielson. I, I don't know who uh, has the coverage out West for, for that Oregon and Oregon State game, but they mentioned something about Oregon being home wreckers. Uh, no, I honestly think that uh, App State is the home wrecker of all home wreckers uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, teams that are playing really well or playing a big team. They come in. It's just they're a, they're a tough team to play. And I just feel that Going into overtime there, the way the game had shifted, it just felt like there was no way James Madison could come back uh, in that stretch there. It just felt like momentum was on their side. Um, James Madison goes and scores a touchdown to tie it up before the end of the game with less than a minute, you know, and they get the field goal in overtime, but here comes App State and they score a touchdown to win it. Uh, The most yardage to that JMU's given up all year uh, is right there. I mean, an App State quarterback that almost throws for 300 yards, throws the ball 46 times. Um, I, come on. Like, you got to do something. That's insane to me. So, yeah, um, JMU's my faller. 10-1, and one, still a fantastic season. You got to keep your head up high. App State's a really good football team, better than that record of 7-4. and four. Um for me, I think that's the four-loss team that belongs in that top twenty-five spot. If if that's who we're going to put, uh, you know, with Tennessee at twenty-five. So that that's my opinion. But I think still a great season for for JMU. Yeah, and then we go on to the fallers. I'm going to go to the Pac-12. I'm going to pick the Pac-12. One of the risers. You can give me another faller. Oh, I mean, for my rise, <laughs> we're doing this pretty late, uh, but. I'm going to go to Arizona. I mean, Arizona is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. They had their three losses uh, early. Their first loss was against Mississippi State. Mississippi State uh, is five and seven right now. We'll see if they're one of those five and seven teams that get to bowl eligibility. But if you really look at the other two losses, they lost in overtime to USC, and then they lost uh, to top five now, uh, Washington. Uh, so after that, Arizona has been on absolute heater. We'll see what they do today against Arizona State. Arizona State is 3-8. and eight. They're not a very good football team. I expect Arizona to go in there and really handle their business. So they can get to nine wins, possibly ten wins with a good bowl game. Uh, so this Arizona team moved up three spots, sitting at number 16. I think that they're one of the best uh, three-loss teams in the country. Yeah, for me, uh, I- I'm, I'm going to head over to the Conference USA, or as we like to call it, the CUSA. Uh, over at the Kusa, I, I honestly think the team that has ran it all season long, and they moved up three spots from last week from 25 to 22. Give me the Liberty Flames. That team is on fire undefeated season so really? far this year. Uh, they are literally on fire. <laughs> um, but no, this team's played well all year. Both sides of the football, they can score the football. Holy smokes, can they score. It is just incredible to see how many points they can put up on the board. Um, you know, really nothing close late in the season after beating UMass at home this past week. You know, you win 49 to 25. You know, now you got a now you got a, a pretty much a cupcake game on the road at UTEP. UTEP is completely flipped uh from the previous season. The team is now three and eight on the season. Oh my god. Um it's a it's a complete turnaround. Uh, you know, your conference USA championship is already decided there with new mexico state and liberty um i liberty is a 16 and a half on the road uh today so i I give them the nod all day long uh for them to go out and win a win a football game and, and have an undefeated season and win the conference usa um and have a really good bowl like i'm 
I am happy for them. So uh, great for Liberty, and they are my riser for the week. Uh, of course, we will react to the college football playoff top 25. A lot has not happened, folks. <laughs> um, just, yeah, in, in, I don't understand. It's just an excuse for a bunch of people to get together and have a cup of coffee. Hey, let's all chill out. Like, why why don't they put us on the committee? I said, I want to get paid to sit there because I know they ain't volunteering. I can tell you that much. Um, no, we need to talk about that in the offseason, too. We'll probably talk about a bit of it on Sports Scramble, too, because I have personal opinions on the college football playoff committee. I know that the college football playoff thing's changing, but I have personal feelings on the playoff committee and how that's done because, I don't know, I don't think representatives from schools throughout the country should be sitting on the committee for college. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it, it, people have friends in, in, in the business, you know, and it's who knows what's happening there as far as, Know, teams that are in the top 25 because it matters when you're in the top 25 for the college football playoff. Never, it doesn't matter if you're one or 25. I mean, it really matters to a lot of these schools at the end of the season and bowl eligibility, what kind of bowl they're going to get. I mean, it means a lot to these players and these coaches. Um, other than that, done with my rant. Tyler, biggest surprise to you so far uh, with the latest poll on, from Tuesday night uh, in this top 25? I mean, not really many surprises. I agree with Washington uh, finally getting the boost. Uh, I think that a lot of people thought, oh, was it the Jordan Travis injury? No, it was just that Washington has a better resume than Florida State. If you really look at Florida State's resume, their resume is still strong. Don't get me wrong. They still have right now two top 25 wins. Clemson right now is back in the the top 25. They're number 24, LSU. They're ranked number 14. So if you're Florida State, Root for Clemson and root for LSU to win this week because that uh, really solidifies uh, at least two top 25 wins. Now uh, You could get the opportunity uh, because you have uh, Louisville facing off against Florida State. We'll see the Jordan Travis injury affects them, their college football playoff hopes. I'm telling you right now, folks, if they go 13-0 and win the ACC, they are an absolute lock. And if they are not in, I agree with you, an absolute riding this playoff committee. Uh, but really outside of that, you know, the, the new faces coming into the pool, you know, you have Liberty. It's about damn time. 11-0, they definitely deserve it. I would have <laughs> thought that James Madison would have been this pool, but like you mentioned, App State, they're the wreckers of college football. They've been the wreckers since they beat down Michigan in the big house. Uh, but NC State, they're in the pool now. They're number 22. NC State's really been flying on the radar. They've been one of the hottest teams in the country. Uh, but really I'm on the – New Year's Six Bowl game watches. You know, Alabama, we'll see if they'll stay in the mix. They have a, a chance to make it to the college football playoff that they beat Georgia next week. Uh, but Penn State, they got a huge victory uh, against Michigan State uh, on Friday. I think that they're pretty much a lock. Uh, they're probably going to be in a New Year's Six. Missouri, they got a big victory uh, against Arkansas lock. on Friday. Definite I lock. think that they're also a lock. Uh, and then Louisville, they still have an opportunity uh, even if they – Probably if they lose to the ACC championship, they are on the bubble, I would say. And then Ole Miss, I think they're on the bubble too, Oklahoma as well. Uh, so, But Tulane, if they can win uh, this upcoming week in the American Athletic uh, Conference Championship, uh, they're solidifying in. Maybe you see another Penn State versus uh, Tulane game in the Cotton Bowl. We could, you know, and I had some thoughts on, you know, bowl games. Of course, we'll get to the bowl games and all the crazy – Wild names, you know, from all the bowls and everything. Still pissed off that there's no more Outback Bowl and it's the ReliQuest Bowl. That company sucks. You can suck it. Um, no, I, 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 I like where we're at currently, um, dude. Arizona. I just I can't get over the Arizona team. It's crazy to me. Like eight and three, and look if the ball just flips or turns over one way or another. They're nine and two or ten and one. Yeah, they had two overtime losses. The loss of Washington was in single digits. I mean, this could be a team we talking about being undefeated. God, I mean, they could be in the playoff. I mean, that's the crazy team of thing. The crazy thing about it, you know, is the fact that they could really be sitting at five or six, and you know, we could have six undefeated teams and sit there going, "Holy crap!" Um, No, I I agree with you. Like teams that are a lock, I think you know, for New Year's six, like. Teams like Oregon, I think, are a lock. Um, I have personal opinions on that game and um, how the the Pac-12 championship is kind of going to weigh the options of 
which Pac-12 team is going to make it into the college football playoff. Um, just for me, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see a one-loss team making the college football playoff this year. I, I Really, the way things are, I mean, Georgia's bound to go undefeated. Um, so is... So is Florida State. Like those are the two teams that I feel like are have the best odds to go undefeated. Of course, Ohio State and Michigan are going to duke it out. Somebody has to lose, um, and whoever does lose that game is going to be in a New Year's Six. So you know it's it's one of those cases because um, they won't put both teams in. I just don't think they're going to put Michigan and Ohio State in the in the college football playoff together because they've gotten a lot of pushback from doing that in the past. Um, and times are going to change big time, especially in the Big Ten. So um, no, I. I Texas is a lock for a New Year six. Alabama is a lock for a New Year six. I don't think Alabama is going to be in the college football playoff. I don't see that happening. Um, it just—I just don't see it. But craziest thing for me is Missouri. Missouri crazy turnaround this year. Wild. I am shocked. They are the surprise of the year. Uh, their quarterback, or not quarterback, their head coach is the coach of the year by far and it's not even close um mike norvell is not the coach of the year um no they that team is incredible so i i'm really proud of how they've handled their business against some big teams teams from previous seasons that have been really good so missouri is is a lock for an year six to me louisville for me is not and the reason is because if they do well, when they do play in the ACC championship, I think them losing that game knocks them down. I think they'll be outside of the New Year Six. I think they probably could be a team playing in Tampa, you know, in the ReliQuest or you know, some something like that. It just doesn't seem like um, they're gonna be a New Year Six team, and and they've been so shaky, like ten and one, and they've just been all over the place. It's just weird. Um, so yeah, it just a, just a weird team for me. Um, Oregon State losing there, you know, knocks them down five spots. They're pretty much out of everything um, at this point. They're going to get a decent bowl game, but that's about it. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, Liberty could jump Tulane potentially in the top twenty-five and be the team that gets the nod. Could that happen? Mm, probably not. I I, I mean. Unless Tulane loses the game. Yeah, unless <laughs> Tulane loses. I mean, that's really the only way that Liberty makes it into the New Year's Six. Right, and that's pretty sad, them being undefeated. and They're likely to go. Maybe you know, next year when we have a 12-13. Yeah, I mean, they're likely to go 13-0, and and that's sad, though. It's really bad. Um, but, yeah, so let, let's get away from our reaction. Let's get to our games, games of the week here. Um, first game of the week here in the ACC, North Carolina and NC State. A uh, nice little battle here down the road. Go take the bus. Goodbye. Um, North Carolina is the Tar Heels, folks, not state. The Tar Heels are the two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road uh, at NC State. Interesting, very interesting to see a team not ranked on the road be the favorite against the 23rd-ranked team in the country, uh, the old NC State Wolfpack. Um, you know, typo there too by the way nc state's 22 not 23 so uh, close enough but still i i I think nc state is a different football team at home uh for me drake may has not had any and i i tell you any help on the defensive side of the ball or on the offensive line um it has basically been a 11 on two or 11 on three type game uh, for North Carolina this year. I think that's why it's been all over the place. Um, I expect NC state to win this game. Give me NC state to win and cover at home. Uh, So I think they can probably win by three at home, like 23, 20 game here. I don't see a ton of points. NC state's got a decent defense. Yeah. I think that this is going to definitely be one of the better games uh, that's really flying on the radar. You know, North Carolina, they start off their season hot and back-to-back losses to Virginia and Georgia tech uh, really knocked them out of the ACC title race. So I think that it was pretty much a guarantee that it was going to be, you know, either Florida state or versus Clemson or Florida state versus North Carolina going into the preseason. Uh, But 
North Carolina is still an opportunity uh, to finish the season uh, really strong here with a, with a win on the road against NC State. But, man, NC State, like Arizona, they've been on an absolute hot streak, and especially if you're in the betting world. If you've been riding with the Wolfpack, I mean, you're probably rich at this point, the way that they've been r- rolling up. But I think, yeah, you brought up the really the key in this one. NC State's got a defense that, that can really step up to the plate. North Carolina, their defense, I was really impressed with them. I thought that Gene – Gene Chizik, uh, you know, in the offseason really made some adjustments, uh, but it's been the same old uh, North Carolina defense this past uh, couple of weeks. So, so I think that with that alone, maybe Ve- Vegas is trying to tell us something with North Carolina being a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but you just got to roll with the hot hand in this right? You know, they're playing at home. It's a night game. Uh, give me NC State in this robbery game. It's definitely going to be close. I think that there is going to be – more points than what you said. I think that the winner gets at least into the 30s. I think that Drake May and this offense will be able to score, uh, but NC State, I just got to ride with them. Uh, so I'll go uh, 31 to 28. I'll give it to the Wolf Pack. Yeah, so three point game each way there for us. Um, close one, I think, down to the end. It's going to be a great game there in North Carolina. Headed over to the Big 12 here, Big 12 game of the week. Uh, the Iowa State Cyclones are headed over there to Manhattan, Kansas to face off against the 19th ranked KSU Wildcats, who are the 10-point favorite at home. Um, sneaky game, dude. I-, I think this game is an absolute trap, even though K-State's playing at home. K-State's had the wildest up-and-down roller coaster stretch in the second half of the season. Um, talk about absolute misery playing Missouri. Get it, Missouri, Missouri. Um, you know, you lose the game because the kid kicks one from freaking the next zip code and, and makes it. So <laughs> he, did it again. I, he, he did it again, you know, and it's like, I, I don't know. Like, it's just the kid's good. All I can do is clap. I mean, um, no, Iowa State six and five. They're bowl bound. But interesting fact is it's only 10 points i mean you know 10 points in college football is it can go anywhere one turnover here one turnover there can really swing the balance uh of this game i think for me the large part of the problem is is that iowa state's defense is not what it used to be i I don't they're not the team that gets up there and let's stop them at the sticks and and get the ball back, and it's just not there anymore. They're more of an offensive-driven team. They have to score to win the game type thing. Um, You know, you kept it within 10 of Texas. I think that's your biggest upside there, playing at home. You absolutely railroad BYU. uh, Touchdown loss to Kansas playing at home. So I think they can stay in this game. Um, K-State, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because they're playing at home. I think Iowa State covers the 10 but I think K-State wins this game at home. Uh, not a ton of points in this game. Let's go 28-21. I'll give it to K-State. Yeah, Iowa State has really been a scrappy team in the Big 12. They they stayed in the race, uh, but now, you know, Texas, uh, with their brutal I – mean, man, talk about Texas last night. I mean, 57-7 to victory against Texas Tech. I was absolutely wrong about Texas Tech. They were the absolute disappointment of the Big 12. I expected more for them. Tyler Shaw, they're one of their starting – supposed to be starting quarterback is now the transfer portal. Uh, so who would have thought that at the start of the season? Uh, but we'll, I'm sure that we'll talk about them. Uh, but – uh, yeah, pretty much uh, both of these teams, I hate that there's like really nothing to play for in this one, but it's true because if Oklahoma State wins today, uh, then we'll have Oklahoma State and Texas in the Big 12 championship. Uh, so, yeah, this is definitely going to be, a, you know, a big one uh, for, who you know, if you can improve your bowling. You know, if Kansas State wins this one, uh, they'll probably get a pretty good bowl, probably go to like the Cheez-It Bowl or something like that. And, but, uh, yeah, Iowa State uh, and Matt Campbell, I just don't really think that some of them – Really, I was looking at the preseason poll that Iowa State was picked to finish dead last with like the Cincinnati's and the Houston's of the world. Uh, but Iowa State, their defense uh, really has played strong. Uh, but going into Manhattan, that is a very tough environment to go into Kansas State. Uh, I think that their offense is just going to be too powerful for Iowa State to handle. I think that like, I agree with you. I think that this is going to be a much closer game than line says at 10. Uh, but I think that Kansas State ends up winning this one in a defensive-type game. I'll go 28-21. to 21. Give me the Wildcats to win this one at home. They don't lose too often in Manhattan. No, same score for us here. You know, same point spread. So, yeah, I, I just 
they're a pesky team, scrappy team on the ball. So, uh, yeah, look for a good game here in the Big 12. Headed over to the Big 10, it's uh, the game. The game. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, 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 this game here, of course, it sways the balance of the college football playoff. And it, well, here's the deal uh, Michigan's playing at home. Michigan doesn't lose at home unless it's App State. Um, thanks, App State. We appreciate that. Um, the Ruckus. <laughs> I mean, uh, Ohio State's on the road. I think that's Michigan's saving grace, except for last year where they absolutely got stunned. Um, fantastic there. That, that was insane. Um, same story here. Ohio State has to stop the run. Blake Corum is going to get the ball a lot in this game. Um, they stop the run, force McCarthy to throw it. McCarthy's vulnerable in the pocket. We'll say that much. You get him, let him get out of the pocket. He's going to find Roman Wilson. I mean, it's going to happen. Um, so I think that's the biggest task for Ohio State. You know, you have probably the best edge rusher in football right now um, with Mr. Tuimolo. I, 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 I just think that that's the one thing that's holding Ohio state together is the defensive line. And I just don't see it being enough. Like if, if Michigan's going to run the ball down your throat, then they're going to score the football. Um, both of these teams are both cheating throughout this season. So they're going to both cheat together and let's see which cheater wins this week. I, I, I like the Wolverines in this one. I think Michigan wins it at home. I think they can win it by two touchdowns. That's how confident I am. Um, I will definitely take the points. Uh, Three and a half is too low for me in this one. They're giving too much credit to Ohio State. Forget about the rankings, people. Uh, Michigan, I think, will be the representative for the Big Ten, and they've got no easy task if they play Iowa in the the Big Ten Championship. (laughs) Oh my gosh, get your popcorn and get ready, folks, for that one. That one's going to be fun. Um, kind of like the game uh, last night, Penn State and, and Michigan State would be kind of like one of those. But uh, yeah, I like Michigan in this one. Give me, give me a little 35 to 21 action. I, I, I expect them to score the ball at will at home. I just don't see it being Ohio State's day there. And, and, and Ryan Day, I just. This is the time when they figure out that Ryan Day can win the game on just about anybody except for Michigan. He's That's his kryptonite. So, yeah, give me Michigan. I feel like every time that we talk about this game, we're like, okay, this is going to be a defensive battle, and then it's like 42 it's to not. 21 or right. 42 to 28 or something like that. So the more I think about, like, okay, these are the two best defenses in the Big Ten well, there's going to be somebody who just absolutely takes over the game. It's been Michigan this past two years. They've been able to run the football down Ohio State's throat. We'll see if they can do it a third time. If they do, then Ohio State fans, you have nothing really to say about Michigan because they've just pummeled you the last two years. I'm sure that Ohio State, uh, you know, has had that on their mind. I'll tell you what, Gus Johnson's going to have the time of his life calling this game. Oh, you my know, God. World famous Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm putting the game on freaking without- mute. I'm muting this damn game for the next five hours. It's so bad. All these players wearing the free hardball shirt uh, for a three-game suspension. The man ain't dead or something. Like, he's still alive. He's like he's an axe murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Serving like a year suspension. Like, this is in Bounty Gate or something. But uh, we'll see what the motivation is uh, for Michigan uh, with their, uh, you could say, interim head coach. It's not really interim. He's just there. To be there for the serving the suspension, like ooh, last week you you barely beat Maryland, which I thought that I probably should have called that if we had the show last week. Uh, Maryland's always a scrappy team, uh, but really going towards this one, yeah, this is a big game uh, for head coach Ryan Day because, like you mentioned, he can win pretty much every game outside of this one the past uh, couple of years. Then Ohio State got to the playoff last year, gave Georgia really the run for their money, uh, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Michigan thing the past couple of weeks is they haven't re- really able to rely on J.J. McCarthy. You know, in the Penn State game, they're like, screw you, dude. Like, we're just going to rely on Blake Corm against Penn State's uh, rush defense. Uh, and then last week, J.J. McCarthy uh, threw a couple of interceptions uh, that kept that game close, and Maryland was able to come back. Uh, so these two quarterbacks, you know, 
I don't really know about them. I mean, I'm sure that if you're a fan of Ohio State, you'd love Kyle McCord. If you're a fan of Michigan, J.J. McCarthy with his Heisman talk, that's pretty much out the door. Uh, but I think that this is all Michigan, though. I think that Michigan, especially at home, it would definitely shock me if Ohio State uh, comes into here. Uh, but the way that the really the last two meetings have gone, there's really nothing that Michigan's going to change. Like, hmm, what did we do last year? Okay, let's do that again. It's, they pretty much have the same guys, their offensive line has really been solid. Their defense, I think, is just going to be too much. Just lock up Marvin Harrison Jr. and Ohio State ain't going to score nothing because that's pretty much all they have if Trevion Henderson can't get going. Uh, but I think that Blake Horm, he's definitely been a man on the mission. I think Michigan wins this game three and a half. I think that they cover that. I'll do. I'll say uh, 31 to 17. I think that Michigan, once again, this is a close game in the first half, uh, but Michigan uh, really uh, controls this rivalry. Yeah, moral of the story, folks, if you're afraid of picking a team in this one, just take the over because 46 See, and a half I'm not doing points, that anymore. Like, like 46, so, 46 and a half Iowa-Nebraska game cool. like we saw on Friday with that snoozer. And Nebraska should have won that game. The kicker Talk had about a chance it, to, to win the field goal. And then Iowa, then Nebraska, their quarterback, just they decide to go for there at the midfield. He he picks it off. Iowa goes down the field. They, oh, my God, that big 12 – Big Ten championship game is going to be an absolute stinker. Whoever that guy gave <laughs> that guy, Nebraska's quarterback, the bad Purdy, decided to absolutely throw the ball a dead duck to the other team. To is there any their relation to Brock Purdy? I think so, probably. <laughs> but I, I, my thing is, is like, dude, he give wrapped it to him. He said, "Merry Christmas." And launched it right at him. And the dude just ran it back and said, you know, I'm just going to follow right here. And then Ference decides, you know what? Let's get the craziest idea of all time. Let's have let's put the kicker in that hasn't kicked a freaking thing all season long. And let's put him in to make it. And the dude had a 33-yard field goal. He made it. But, oh, my God, if if Mother Nature blew two, two mile an hour it. winds the other direction. Ference is gone. Short. If he would have missed it, Ference would get fired. He would. Because if... Are, were they a lock for the Big, the Big yeah, Ten Championship? they've been a lock. I mean, the Big okay. Ten West has been an absolute stinker of a division. I was going to say. Thanks to Lord that next year we get, we get UCLA, USC, Washington, Oregon to make this conference absolutely not, not – there's like only like two or three teams that can really – like Ohio State and Michigan have been the top two teams. You got Penn State. They like If you want a lock to, for a team to get 11-2 and two every single season, it's Penn State. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You you could bet your bottom line. You could bet everything. You could put your house up as collateral for the fact that Penn State is going to go eleven and two every freaking season. And I, I wouldn't complain about that. But I would the take thing about it is, you know what the craziest part about of all of it is, is that they play the best games of their lives in the bowl season when they play a yeah. really good football team. I'm like, folks, could you not do that? Like four weeks ago and it's just I, I don't know like their offense last night was completely just revamped and it looked amazing i was I mean, like holy monster running backs at over 100 yards so if you do I that know. Penn state's are gonna win every game they were on track for over 600 yards in the game i mean they were just running through them and it, in michigan state yeah they they yeah. only had you know, four wins on the season or whatever but my thing is is that you know in the Big Ten, there really is no sleepers. I mean, at the end of the day, I just feel that I mean, hell, they had a decent Western. defense. Look at they them had, year. Right. I mean, you know, Michigan State had a decent defense. They just had a young quarterback who's not developed yet. I mean, he's played yeah. the toughest I mean, defense in college football this year. So, I mean, the, the guys kind of had the short end of the stick most of the year. He gets sacked six times last night. I mean, just took a beating. And they finally took him out of the game because – I mean, it just got to the point where he was just getting nailed every time. And, of course, that's Michigan State's offensive line playing against one of the best defenses in the country. I mean, so I I just think that there's, there's going to be a lot of upsides to it being a 12-team playoff for teams like Penn State and for the group of five teams. You know, the, that's that's where the plus comes in, you know, for people like that. Um, bringing in the teams from out west to play Big Ten football is going to be very interesting. So. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, does Bo Nix come back? 
Is no. he able to come back? <laughs> no, I think is he playing his gonna... eighth year of college football already? I mean, he was like... a freshman in 2019, I believe. So who right. knows? I don't know. Like Penix is gone. We know that much. So, I mean, a lot of these teams are going to have Caleb Williams is gone, you know, from oh, USC. USC is going to be an absolute don't. If they don't I have a mean... defense. They will not survive. In the I've got field. a hot take. I've got Go a hot take. Freaking well, they get Illinois. Last... Illinois is going to beat USC <laughs> in the rankings for next season. I mean, oh, my hey, God. Bilbo, I mean, Michigan State might beat them. How about that? It really depending on it. I, I heard there's some rumors swirling of Oregon State's head coach, Jonathan Smith, uh, being in the mix for Michigan State. I think that would be a, a, a home run high right there. Michigan State Absolutely. would be right in the, back in the mix. I mean, it would take a couple of years, but they would have uh, you know the right head coach. Sure, recruiting wise, I think you know it's going to take a couple of years, but finding the red head coach for that job, Mel Tucker wasn't the guy for the job, anyways. To begin with, they didn't they didn't do jack crap with Mel Tucker, really. I mean, uh, you had Peyton Thorne there, you know, basically was yeah. was nothing, you know, for that team. So, I, I I don't know, just a lot of question marks surrounding that. Um, last thing on this game that we are talking about, of course, talking about Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, last thing about this game, it's going to be freezing cold. It's going to be colder than a witch's tit out there. So I, I honestly think that um, whoever stays the warmest on the sidelines um, is going to win this game. I well, probably Michigan. Yeah, Michigan so, will probably put like some like freezers instead of uh, heaters over yeah, there. Yeah, who there. knows what's going to happen? They're going to freaking make their play calls wild or who knows what's going to happen. I, I don't know. So some controversy is going to happen in this game. We all know it. It's coming. Here it goes. But uh, yeah, I'm tired of talking about big 10 football. Let's get out of here. Let's head over to the West coast where it's sunshine and rainbows, not particularly in this state because the sun never comes out in Washington state. So uh, you're screwed. If you go to Washington state, no, the apple cup here, I, this game is going to be bonkers. Okay. And the reason is, is because Washington state was fantastic and they hit a cliff and just went dunk. <laughs> it was just like, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, Washington is arguably the best team in the Pac-12. They are the best team in the Pac-12, according to me. Uh, 15 and a half points at home. Uh, too bad to at Washington State. Of course, last year was interesting. Um, I, I think that Washington State can put up a fight for the first half. I'll give them the first half. I'll say they could tie it up for half. Second half is all Washington's, I think. Uh, tough place to play, too, by the way. Watch, watching those games, oh, my God, it's loud in there. Um, maybe because it's just reverberating off of the mountains around them or whatever the heck it is out there. I, I really don't know. Uh, never been to Washington State, so I couldn't tell you. Um but yeah, crazy environment. Their their fans are crazy. They just it's like those people sound like they just live out in the middle of nowhere and they all just climb out of a rock like it's Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, and they're all just coming out of their little hole in the ground to go to a college football game because I'm like, what is this? Where do these people come from? Um, yeah, Washington, I think, wins this game, takes the cake. Uh, do they cover? Yes, they do. 15 and a half. Uh, I think they win by three tooties. Three, three touchdowns. I I think, um, yeah, it, it's it's not going to be pretty. I, I, I don't I don't anticipate it to be very pretty. Uh, Washington gets to 42 points in this one. I'm going to go 42-21. I think that they win it um, second half. They're going to win it. I'm thinking more of the same. I won't spend too much time on this one now. Washington State is sitting at five and six, so the, with one more win, they can go bowling. Uh, but with a loss, so they'll pry out. Uh, so I'm the sure alley is closed. <laughs> Washington would like to do nothing more than to kick the little brother back home to the couch, and while they're sitting uh, in the Pac-12 championship, Washington State can do the. If Washington State wins this one, then Washington's pretty much out of the playoff race. I would have to, Pac-12 might be out of the playoff race. To pay, uh, if Washington yeah. State beats them, True. then Washington turns around and True. it's like uh, – but I, I'm definitely rooting for the Pac-12 uh, to get in. This is their last hoorah, uh, you know, for the college football playoff before they 
One a couple of teams go to the ACC. A couple of teams go to the Big Ten. A couple the of teams ACC. They're going. freaking twenty miles from the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, they get, Cal and Stanford have to fly all the way to Tallahassee to play Florida State next year. So that would be interesting. Road you might as well go. Play. You might as well go the other direction on your flight. Yeah, <laughs> you might as well fly to Japan and then take their airport before you go there. Uh, but. Yeah, you know, Washington State, they were the the talk of the town. Like, we had them featured on the show here, and after that, we haven't really talked about them too much. Last week, uh, they blew the doors off of Colorado, and that's a team uh, that Colorado, they got their three- or four-week hype, and then after that, you're like, okay, you're back to the Colorado that we thought that y'all were going to be this season. Uh, But Washington, Michael Penix, their offense has been cruising in this one. Their defense definitely has to get better uh, before next week's uh, test against Oregon. I mean – Take the points next week, gain. I mean, that's probably going to be like a 52 to 50, the way that those offenses have been rolling out. But I think that Washington State's offense will be able to hang around, like you mentioned, for a half. Uh, and then Washington, you know, that their environment, it's definitely one of the tough environments to play in college football. With the overhangs, it just gets much louder in that stadium. Uh, so I'll go Washington. I think that they cover this one and ease their way to the Pac-12 championship. You know, they could be looking ahead. I don't think so. This is the Apple Cup. Uh, so give me Washington to win this one 48-28. to 28. Yeah, I mean, last five games for Washington have been one-score games at the end of them. Um, so we're talking it could be close. I mean, that's that's what we're looking at. So, I mean, there's a lot of points here to be saying 15 and a half. Um, but I think it's personal at that level when it comes to a game like this. Don't quote Deion Sanders because that's a joke. Um, yeah, I mean, Washington State putting up 56 on Colorado is pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 a good defense holding them to 14 points. I mean, so they're juiced after their win. I mean, they lost four in a row before that, but I think they're honestly they're they're ready to go, and uh, we'll see what happens. It could be detrimental to Washington, and all the talk could go could go out the window. Uh, after today's game. So uh, that's a little 3 p.m. kickoff, at least for us. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Let's head over to the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, uh, the end-all, be-all of college football, it seems. Uh, The old Texas A&M Aggies, they have the prettiest mascot in all of college football, but not the prettiest coaching staff nor uh, team in college football. It is... An absolute dumpster fire, uh, in my opinion, and it's just asking for lighter fluid at this point. Um, on the other hand, LSU, they're surviving because they have a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback. Um, don't know how much we'll see of them in this game. Who knows? Um, I, I'm, I'm concerned. I'll say that. I'm concerned about it. I don't know. Just they're, they're – hmm. A lot of question marks about that. I, I I don't think that I think Brian Kelly should have told Jaden Daniels if he wants to run, don't get hit. Like it just, dude, learn how to slide. Like, like take him out over to the ball fields, hand him off to you know some of the guys over there, and say, okay, we're going to teach you how to slide. Um, because he doesn't slide, and it's it's going to end his career. You know, one of these days. In all seriousness, I honestly think that. There's been a lot of guys that have had career-ending injuries because they didn't learn to slide or didn't slide one time um, and it ended their career. So I don't want to see that happen to him. Um, 13 points here for LSU at home. They could probably do it. It might be 13. It could be a push. I mean, like, that's that's where we're at. Um, A&M, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, honestly, that's that's where we're at. I don't even know what to say about them. LSU can score the football. It's their only saving grace. Running the ball has proven to work out for them late in the season. I mean, the run game wasn't there to start the year, but now it's showed up and it's working. So uh, I expect them to run the ball a fair amount in this one against AM. So uh, give me LSU to win it. I'm going... Mm, 38 to 24 they're gonna win it at home they're gonna cover it by one point all right slight cover uh but yeah this is like you mentioned uh uh, with jane daniels this is his uh last uh, chance uh, to really prove it to the heisman voters because uh bo nix so he has another chance against washington it'll definitely be hard i mean if bo nix goes out there uh and really 
puts up like four or five pass touchdowns uh, in the win against Oregon, it's definitely going to be uh, tough. Uh, so if uh, if you're an LSU fan, you probably want Washington to just take care of business and uh, and kick Bo Nix uh, out of the college football playoff. Uh, but Jane Daniels coming off of eight touchdown performance. Uh, I definitely agree with you uh, last week that he played all the way into the fourth quarter when they were up 56 to 14. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you, know, you got to add them stats, I guess. You got to play catch up or maybe, uh, you know, oh. take the leader. But uh, yeah, I think that if Jane Daniels uh, doesn't really lay an egg, uh, he's going to be right up there uh, with the hot in the Heisman front runner or be uh, number two right behind Bo Nix. Uh, but really outside of that, I mean, this is, uh, you know, Texas A&M, they're down now to their third-string quarterback now. You know, Max Johnson uh, is out of this game. Uh, Their their starting quarterback, Connor Weigman, uh, is out for the season, uh, so it's down to the third string. Uh, So we'll see how they're fair out. You know, last week it was against Abilene Christian. You can't really say too much. Two weeks ago it was against Mississippi State, and the offense was able to put up 51 points on them uh so with lsu you're gonna get into a shootout so i mean it's been pretty much every game except for the auburn game but we know auburn stinks they just lost to mexico state uh but i think lsu wins this one but i think that texas a&m does cover this one if you remember texas a&m absolutely embarrassed lsu last year uh so lsu's going with the all whites Last time they went with the All-Whites, uh, Tennessee came to their own building and kicked the piss out of them uh, so we'll see if Story writes itself, uh, but I think that this LSU offense, I know that Texas A&M, this is probably one of the better defenses that LSU has faced all season outside of Alabama and Florida State. Uh, But I think, you know, 11 a.m. game, could that be sleepy? I think that's probably why Texas A&M probably covers this one. It's a rivalry game. I don't really consider this a rivalry game. This is about one of the fourth rivalries in all college football, uh, but I think LSU wins this one. I'll say 38 to 34. I mean, if you look at LSU's games, both are going to get in the 30s. <laughs> I think this week is the Alabama LSU week, and it should be, um, or the week before, I think it should be, because Iron Bowl, of course, is this week or whatever. Really doesn't mean a whole lot anymore. So I think that you just revamp it, put LSU Alabama to end the season. I think it'd be a great way to end the season. Uh, for both teams, but uh, you brought up New Mexico State and you and we talked about the Aggies. So we talked about both. Uh, so we're going to talk about the New Mexico State Aggies, and they're going to be playing against the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Um, Jacksonville State, the Gamecocks, great, fantastic, wonderful team. Uh, you know, I, I feel bad for them that they can't do anything, uh, kind of like JMU. Um, it's a load of garbage. I agree with Pat McAfee. Burn them all, burn everything. Uh, don't burn anybody. Just burn everything. Um, just shred it. it, it just get o- get over it. Just let them play at this point. You let them get into the Division One. You let them get into the conferences. You let them do this, and then oh hey, by the way, two years of ban. Like uh, whatever. I mean, we're gonna do that for people, but people over there stealing signs and this and that. We ain't gonna do nothing. Like come on, folks. Or we're gonna take eight years to do the investigation till after they win the national championship. But, oh hey, by the way, you know, like, uh, oh god, politics, 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 people. I love it. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, talking about this game, both nine and three. This is about the most even game outside in the group of five that we could possibly get. Jacksonville State is the three-point favorite. Here's what I'll tell you. New Mexico State's going to spoil the party here, and they're going to win at home. They're going to do it. I, I, I just feel New Mexico State home field advantage. There is, when I tell you nothing in New Mexico, there is nothing I can't even spell Albuquerque, but there's nothing there. There's there's absolutely nothing. It's so bad. I I don't know. It, it's it's going to be a game uh, that we could see some tumbleweeds in the stands um, because it's just going to be bad. It's going to be a close game, but I just don't think it's going to be fun. Uh, New, Mexico, New Mexico State wins it. Um, a lot of points, probably. I mean, we might see a lot of points. Give me... The points for New Mexico State the other direction. Let's go 41-38. Um, kind of a wacky score, but I feel like we we live in a wacky world, so it's a wacky place, so why not? You know, if it wasn't for this two-year transition rule, the winner of this game would be punching their ticket. Without it, New Mexico State's already in the dance uh, against Liberty uh, next week. Uh, so, yeah, definitely feel for Jacksonville State uh, and James Madison. That's definitely a stupid rule. 
It, this that's like a 1920s rule. This ain't the 1920s anymore. It doesn't take two, three years. I mean, James Madison was schooled them. I'm surprised North Dakota State hasn't really made a transition. I feel like they just keep on winning and winning and winning. They just because they don't because they don't want to gum up. Yeah, they're winning it. But the Fargo Dome would definitely be a very hostile environment to play in if it goes on to the FBS. It is in the FCS. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Go Diego Go. Diego Papia, he had an absolute dog in him game against Auburn. I mean, 31 to 10, you go into the Jordan Hare, like you're not scared. Well, you ain't going to be scared of Jacksonville State. Could there be a letdown? Sure. Uh, but I think that, uh, you know, Mexico State, they really had an effective game plan. Game plan against Auburn. Now, Jacksonville State, you know, you really look at the their, the teams that they face. You know, South Carolina, they gave them a game. Uh, they lost uh, by 10, the battle of the Gamecocks there. Uh, so I think that this is going to be a, a high-scoring game. Uh, probably both teams get into the 30s, uh, but the wrong team's favorite here. I think that New Mexico State, the Aggies. I remember, uh, you know, when New Mexico State lost in week number one to UMass of all teams. Look at UMass now. They're like three and nine, one of the worst teams uh, but I remember playing in NCA 14. New Mexico State was one of the worst programs. Look at them now, nine and three. <laughs> they win this one. They'll be ten, 10 and three. And Jerry Kill and the boys will be going to the Conference USA Championship. Who would have thought that in 2014? Not me. But give me New Mexico State to win this one as a field goal game, 34 to 31. Uh, yeah, can't can't root against Go Diego Go. I mean, God, <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those where. I mean, shoot, we were to get to go Diego go and Las Cruces, New Mexico. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, no, those are our games of the week. We love finishing it on a high note. Of course, let's get to our CFB best bets of the weekend. We're going to have some fun ones um, here, I think, with the games that are on the slate for today. And, and it's going to be quite interesting. So, Tyler, what you got for best bets? I'm going to keep riding with the team that I've been riding with in Wolf Spreads. I've been winning virtual money on that app. Uh, but I'm going to go with Arizona. I mean, they're a 12-point favorite against Arizona State. I just watched Oregon put up 69 points on this same team. I think that Arizona, the way that their offense has been rolling. Uh, give me Arizona, minus 12. You could probably bump that sucker up to minus 20, minus 30. This is going to be an absolute whooping uh, in the battle of Arizona. I think that, that Arizona gets their ninth win on the season. Hold on your seats, get strapped in, and get ready to hit that ejection button. Um, because I think Georgia Tech's gonna cover. Oh my god, the, the spread when it comes to the twenty-four points against Georgia. They're playing at Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech's gonna keep it close. If you ask me, I mean Georgia Tech is not a slouch. I mean they're six and five. They're going to a bowl, and uh, <laughs> just. I think they can keep it close. I honestly think that they have a chance to keep it with a ball game with with Georgia. So 24, I think that uh, Georgia Tech, I think they can cover it, honestly. And I'll go to the SEC, the Iron Bowl. This will not be a game. Alabama will cover this one, minus 13. Don't give me that crap of, oh, it's the Iron Bowl. Crazy things have happened. I'm not picking the team that just lost by 21 to the same team there that we just talked about to go Diego go. <laughs> but I think, uh, God, that just cracks me up every time I say it. Uh, but I'm going to go with Alabama, Jalen Milrow. I mean, if you really watch this team, this team has really woken up ever since. Uh, it, you know, the, the Arkansas game was close to South Carolina, the Florida game, uh, the loss to Texas. This has just been an absolute team. This has been an Alabama team that we've really been accustomed to. I think that this defense, Auburn's not going to score much. Auburn might probably not even score a point in this one. If you're a team that likely uh, shut out a team, it's Alabama. I think Alabama wins this one like a 42-10 to 10 type of ball game. So give me Alabama to cover the easily 13-point spread. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go down to the Go Diego Go territory, which is uh, Gainesville, Florida. Florida oh. State in Florida. Uh, give me the Gators. The Gators are going to cover the six and a half on Florida State. Uh, just I, I just don't think we know what's going to happen with Florida State, to be honest with you. It's a gamble. It's a dice roll. But, hey, you're gambling. That's why it's best bets. Um, no, I, and I think if you're even crazier to just take Florida outright to win it, could you imagine 
in the swamp um and absolutely stun florida state that would be crazy um but no i think florida state uh, I don't think they're going to get a huge, huge win here. I think six and a half. I think that Florida can keep it a three-point game, four-point, five-point game. I honestly think that's how it can go. Uh, tough environment, one of the toughest in college football. Uh, so I think that's a fantastic, wild bet to take. I think it's going to boost you up if you decide to do a big parlay. That's a, a big chance to get some money right there if it does happen, of course. I'll give you a bonus one. I'll give you since you gave you a spicy one, give me a spicy one. Give me the cocks. Mine, Clemson is minus seven and a half. No way. In the Palmetto Bowl, five and six, South Carolina. They need one more victory to get the bowl eligibility. That defense absolutely shut down Ray Davis in Kentucky last week. Clemson, they just been a roller coaster of rides. Same thing with South Carolina. But have you looked at the time when this game is? It is a night game in Williams-Brice Stadium. Sandstorm. Cocky's going to be coming out of his curtain in the pregame. Give me South Carolina in the defensive battle here. If you want to even go crazy, give me a South Carolina money line. This is a team that's playing for a bowl game. Shane Beamer, they're looking for back-to-back dubs against Dabo. And so I, I think that... For safety, go with South Carolina to cover the, uh, the you know, the plus seven and a half. But if you're looking to really spice it up this uh, holiday weekend, go with the Gamecocks outright. I mean, Shane Beaver, I, I honestly think he just needs to come in parachuting out of a cargo bob in this one, in my opinion. <laughs> Because uh, Cocky's going to be helicoptering all the way through the end zone here in this oh. one. So I just, I think there's like, <laughs> there's so much that could happen uh, in that game. Yeah, I, I do. I think it's going to be wild. Um, we got to get up there. We keep saying that. We got to get up there for a game. Because um, it's, it's good. It's a fantastic They had Darude last week uh, live. Just, the creator uh, sandstorm. Good gosh. Just save him. Yeah, they might be back. Who knows? Bring him, I mean, bring him back. Bring him back. You set him up with the hotel for the week. I know you can afford it, guys. Um, but yeah, yeah no, it's gonna be fantastic game there. Six thirty game there. A lot of good night games. Yeah, today. So I, very I'm, good night sleep. I'm happy. I'm not freaking sleeping. So it's it's gonna be Mm-mm. fantastic. We sleep so, on Sundays. Uh, yeah, we sleep on Sundays. That's a great time to sleep. Great job, guys. Because yep. NFL football sucks this year. Um. <laughs> Watch your fantasy team let you down. (laughs) Yeah, well, Tyler and I are – oh, side note, Tyler and I are playing again uh, this weekend, Uh and Tyler has over 100 points already, (laughs) and I have like 10. So fantastic for me, uh, only because Tyler had the freaking Thanksgiving feast of uh, fantasy football players on Thursday uh, show up. So I honestly don't know what I'm going to do or what's going to happen, and I think the algorithm – for fantasy football has absolutely lost its mind for our game because it has no idea what to think. Yeah, it uh, somehow it, I projected the win. I don't know how. And it's like, who knows what's going to happen. So Tyler's trying to make it into the playoffs, like trying to just solidify the fact that he's not going to be in the consolation bracket. And I'm just trying to clinch the division this week. The one seed, actually. With I'm trying to clinch the one seed. The one seed yeah. yeah, yeah. If I clinch, I win the one seed here. So uh, with uh, a week left. So, yeah, yeah. What can happen? Yeah. So um, closing out playoff picks, um, you know, cut full of playoff picks. Oh, God, running through the scenarios. How many uh, scenarios that can happen in this thing? Um, <laughs> we both think that Washington has to play good to win, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a lot of things that can happen. Georgia's a lock, uh, unless Georgia. Oh my God, could you imagine? If um, Georgia loses, it, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that'll be the that. craziest letdown in college football history. Um, no, I, I honestly think it's right now top four. Here we go. I've got. Do, we could do like one one by one. Do like our one. And then sure, our two, sure, and then sure, sure, sure. How we do it? So let's start. Let's start four. Let's let's work our okay. way up. Oh God, like this it. is going to make it even more challenging. But all right, I like it. <clears throat> I like that way. Um, for me, four. No matter how you cut it, four has to be a, a team from the ACC, and I think it's probably Florida State. It's probably your fourth dog in in the race for me. Yeah, I think uh, 
I, I agree with Florida State. I, I have probably them either the, the two or the three. I think that the resume is going to get better with a win against Louisville. As long as Louisville does take care of business today against Kentucky, I think that Kentucky, we look at them, they start off hot, uh, but, you know, it's a rivalry game. It's going to be close. Uh, but I think there's a lot of scenarios. You know, the Pac-12 championship, uh, the winner of that game, as long as Washington wins today, uh, you know, Washington or Oregon, the winner of that, they should get in. Uh, but I, I'm going to go to the Big 12 champion. I think that Texas – uh, really handles their business against Oklahoma State. I think that uh, Texas, I mean, they absolutely destroyed Texas Tech. I think the way that the Quinn Ewers, he's back. He's playing healthy. He wasn't healthy last week. Uh, I think that every week, uh, you know, next week, he's going to start to get healthy. And by, if they make it to the playoff, then you're going to get a fully healthy Quinn Ewers. Uh, but I think you really look at their resume. You know, they do have that loss against Oklahoma. Oklahoma just continues to win. They won 69-45 to against DCU. I mean, my gosh. Thank the points there, uh, but I think that Texas, they're going to be looking really solid. They have a, a good resume. They can build that with another top 25 win uh, against uh, probably Oklahoma State. I'm going to say Oklahoma State. I don't see Oklahoma State losing a BYU today. Uh, so I think that Texas, they get in as a four. Yeah. Um, shoot. For me, three, um, you know, for me, like the top four teams have to be all undefeated in my opinion. Um, so that's why I put Florida State at four. At three, I'm going to put Washington. I think Washington's the better team in the Pac-12, um, and I think they're just they're the better all better overall team uh, when they face off against Oregon. I think Oregon has problems with them. That's Dan Lanning's like freaking kryptonite. Uh, is Michael Penix's left hand freaking chicken wing throws thirty five yards, forty yards down the field? So, uh, yeah, Washington. The Huskies are my third team. Actually, I screwed up. I forgot that. Uh, there's like so many teams. You can kick Texas out for me. I agree with you. I have a, a Florida State four. I have Washington uh, three. I think that Texas, I think they are going to win the Big 12. But the way it really sets up, you know, there's only going to be one team that falls ahead of them. It's going to be the loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game. I'm just saying that there's too many non-conference and undefeated uh, to really keep Texas out. But I, I, I really – think that Texas could be in there. Uh, but, yeah, number three for me is going to be Washington. I think that they could even have a legitimate really chance of making it to the number two seed as well. I think that if you really look at Michigan and Washington, I think that Washington would have a better resume. I mean, yeah, I think that, you know, Michigan, if they win against Wild State, they would have a top two win, and they have uh, probably going to be a top ten team. I think that Penn State's probably going to move to ten. Uh, by next Tuesday show. Uh, but I think that Washington, they take care of business. I picked this team to win the national championship in the preseason and make the college football playoff. Uh, I'm not going to cop out now. I'm going to ride with the Huskies to get to uh, number three. Yeah, uh, for me, at two, it's Michigan. I think Michigan wins today, and I think they solidify the fact that they're going to be the number one team in the Big Ten. Uh, congratulations. I hope it gets stripped from you later on. But – uh, for me, I think they're the best team in the Big Ten right now, uh, the way things are, and I think they're a better team, especially playing at home against Ohio State. That is the advantage big time there. So, so they're my number two team. Yeah, the number two team is pretty much going to be whoever wins this game uh, today against Michigan-Ohio State. Like I mentioned earlier, I think it is going to be Michigan. I think that there is a difference of last year. You know, So many people are just going to the conclusion that the loser of this game is going to get in. The I mean, there wasn't many, you know, non-conference one-loss teams. Like, we already talked about it. Texas is going to be right in the mix. It's pretty much going to be – I swear to gosh, if this happens again where Ohio State gets in and Texas doesn't get left out and then they won their conference championship, this playoff committee can go to hell because they have, do not, have not respected conference champions the whole entire existence since 2014. So I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, but I think that Michigan uh, gets into the number two uh, just because uh, that – they beat Ohio State. I think that the playoff committee uh, really going to put that win ahead of, of Washington's resume, what they built. Yeah, um, and finally, number one, Georgia. I think both of us can say yeah, it at the same time. Georgia. It's Georgia. Um, I think that they win, obviously, this weekend against Georgia Tech, and I think that they steamroll Alabama in the SEC championship, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. So that's just how I feel. Um, Alabama has not played tough opponents late in the season so far, so I just don't see it happening where they can win this game. Um, of course, they're still playing at freaking home, you know, for the SEC for the SEC championship, pretty much. So, um, yeah, you ain't gonna beat Georgia in the state of Georgia, so you can give up on that one. 
Um, yeah, Georgia for me is the all-encompass number one team again, uh, and you're going to have to go beat them in the playoff. I mean, that's that's where it's going to count, where it's going to matter uh, for me. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I think we pretty much don't have any scenarios to run through this week uh, yeah. because we, we, we can't really run it through until next week, honestly. Right. I mean, the fact that it's too early to talk about that, oh, my God. Uh, no, after the regular season is over, I think we can talk a little bit more about where we're at with the playoff. I think after Tuesday with the committee, we'll see how that shapes up and everything. I don't expect too much to happen. I would be shocked if Washington and Florida State flip spots currently between four and five, and Washington would be outside looking in. Um, in that retrospect, yeah, the one thing I'll be watching is how far does the loser of Ohio State and Michigan fall. Because I think that's really going to tell us, do we get either two Big Ten teams in and they screw either one of the, you know, the Texases of the world or if Alabama wins? I think that's going to be, you know, the looker of uh, this upcoming show. Here, I'll give it to you right now. Georgia's going to remain at one. Michigan would go to two. Yeah. The winner of this game would go to two. So I think Michigan's going to win. Washington wins and moves to three. Florida State wins and moves to four. Ohio State with their loss, one loss, they move to five. Oregon stays at six still uh, because of Michigan's ranking being higher than Washington's ranking, so they're going to place them right before them. Uh, Texas stays. Actually, Alabama jumps Texas. Alabama will go to seven. (laughs) Well, I mean, you could do it. I mean, just you're banking it on a head-to-head. Yeah, but you're banking on the head-to-head. Uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, well, okay. We'll keep it I, there right I now. I will live we'll and die by conference. the head-to-head in respect yeah. to the conference champions. Well, okay. So we'll leave Texas at there uh, where they are, Alabama where they are. I think Louisville's going to drop. So Missouri stays there at 9 and Penn State would go to 10. I would be shocked to see Penn State go to 9 and Missouri be 10. Um but you never know what could happen right there. But, yeah, that's what I think the top ten is going to look like after this weekend. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, we'll clip that and see if you're right. <laughs> we will see what happens. But, folks, we will see you guys uh, on the lovely next weekend show because we'll be talking about conference championships. It'll be right there in front of us. We're ready for it uh, as we get ready, geared up, strapped in for the college football playoff and bowl season. Bowl season is first. We will be bowling for a long time on this show. You can book that lane for two and a half hours, <laughs> folks, because it's going to charge you a pretty penny to stay and listen to us butcher names of bowls uh, and enjoy it uh, and have a nice crack open a cold one. Uh, here with us and get ready for the bowl season we are ready for it we hope you are we will see you guys again next week for conference championship week